When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All righty, good afternoon and uh, welcome. It is the Hope Day pre-state fair edition of the Lori and Julia Show. My talk 1071. Everything entertainment, our last day in our little studio here on University Avenue before we venture out to the fairgrounds. I'm so excited. Now that yes. it's here, I don't like thinking, as you guys know, about the fair in May, June, or July. Uh, yes, no know. one does. No one does. Even though you always want to try and talk well. about it at the beginning of June when the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press put out their little notice about I, and I will I stop just you want to get people in the know but I'm so but nobody cares about no, it because we're busy thinking about what are we doing for the 4th of July and please don't let it come too quickly oh you know what I mean oh. the, where did the summer go Jules? I have no idea Donnie, where did it go where did it go blinking it's gone I know my mom is so mad because they've been getting ash why not? Her cars, the cars, their her flowers in Seattle. Yeah, she said her dogs don't even want. She said, "This, this, you know." She said, "I really feel for people who are like, you know, in California, right yeah, around well, the fire, British Columbia, and everywhere. Right. You know, people at Yellowstone that you know weren't able to go." And she said, "I know I have no reason to complain." She said, "But we can't go outside." Oh, it's, it's been so, so bad. bad. But I think today was like maybe some breezes. It's like. That area is in a cross like circle of right uh, things, so it's coming down from the, the north. Waves, and, yeah, the it's coming waves. from it's coming from all directions. So, so they're just getting smoked. She out. said, "I just hope we don't have the big one." Oh, you know the earthquake. Oh, supposedly yeah. that they is that what's on the docket next for them? Well, you know, she <laughs> just said, she just said, you know, they're on a fault. I said, uh, you know, basically, probably everybody's on a fault. Everyone is on a for fault. Maybe Minnesota, right? Who knows? Anyway, oh, well, Julia, the VMAs. They did not do any better well, with the millennials. No one cares. Mm-hmm. This is an award show about videos that aren't played on TV anymore. Which is weird because MTV had one of their better years as far as like musicians putting out videos. But you know where people watch them? YouTube. YouTube, yeah. YouTube should have had True. the award show live. Dropped another 6% from last year's previous but record total low, numbers 2.25 million. I, well, I wouldn't go if I was a big star. And like, it was on Monday night. Usually the big award shows are on Sunday night. It was on Monday. Well, they can't... I'm telling you what. Yeah, so that I don't know. That show may be, you well, know, going... Bye-bye? I don't know. I don't know. I would play it on YouTube it's, live. People it's would just watch it. This was the millennial audience, and they didn't show up at all for it. Because if you looked at who performed, mm-hmm. it was right. the younger people. people. Except I'm thinking that so many of the millennials watch uh, 
TV on their phones these days. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if there's any streaming numbers or if they allowed you to stream. I don't know, MTV's little rule. But I I mean, seriously, if you want to get that audience, you have to really be creative. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe they're not doing the social media. And wrap it up in a Snapchat. Well, I was very, (laughs) very happy uh, to... um, Roger Friedman at Showbiz for Women had a very funny just kind of a blistering take on how badly MTV screwed up by handing the reins over to Madonna to do the oh, Aretha. Right, oh, right. After she was so bad mm-hmm. at doing the Michael Jackson. Oh, and, and the, Remember, and, and when Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson was born in 58. I was born in 58. Michael Jackson was born in Gary I was born in Detroit, Michigan. Michael Jackson's birthday was in July. My Mine was birthday in August. Is, yeah, yeah, I mean, it went on like that. And, and so anyway, he uh, was pushing everyone mm-hmm. over to... Uh, read in variety. Sam Moore, um, of course, uh, rock and roll, rock and roll Hall of Fame member. Sam Moore, one half of the R and B. Sam and Dave, mm-hmm. hold on, I'm coming. Yeah, is probably you know that song. Soul it's man. been in Soul Man. There's songs. Sam and Dave songs have been in many, many movie oh, soundtracks. Yes. So, um, anyway, so he uh, told. Uh, he just gave a story to this guy Chris William a reporter for Variety on his memories about Aretha and he said I've had people ask me who's going to be the next queen shut up Aretha Franklin was the one she could take a jazz song make it Aretha she could take blues make it Aretha Puccini's aria Nessun Dorma she could make it Aretha there were only two people in the world that could do that Aretha and Ray Charles and then he recounts the stories oh, about man. at the Grammys in 98 when Pavarotti had a cold and the producers had the emergency. Could she, They asked Aretha if she could do Dessen Norma, the Puccini aria, right. because two nights earlier she sang the aria at the Music Cares dinner. That's right. And that first night she did it in her key with her arrangement when she was called to fill in for Pavarotti. There was no rehearsal. She had to do it in Pavarotti's key with his arrangement. She'd always been great, but that performance proved she was the greatest. Wow. Um, he said, I met her when she was 15. She already had an album out. She was on a gospel caravan playing with her dad. Mm-hmm. And he would get into the sermon and she would ad lib behind him on the piano or the organ. The first time I heard her singing, she was singing, Precious Lord, Take My um, hand, we'd heard a lot of gospel child prodigies, but I'd never heard what a 15 year old do what Aretha Louise did to that song. Then he said she played piano, my first solo album, Pretty Good Lovin'. Oh. He said, I left the control room to talk with some musicians, and when I came back, guess who was there? Aretha. She'd never done that for anybody. Mm. And um, he said, when you could get Aretha to sit at the piano, it was amazing what would happen with that interplay with her vocals and her timing. It was always amazing to see her standing at the mic, controlling the audience, but she was most dangerous when she would sit down and play. Mm-hmm. And John Bream pointed that out in his you know, story that he had sure. on Aretha after she died, how dangerous she was when she was playing the piano and right. singing. He said, I covered her hit, Don't Play That Song, some years back, and then I sang it at an Aretha Carnegie Hall tribute. And I'll tell you why. Because she got 18 Grammys, but one of them was a Grammy for a cover of Hold On, I'm Coming, the Sam and Dave hit. Mm. I said, okay, you got a Grammy off one of mine. I'm going to see if I can get a (laughs) Grammy for stealing one of yours. He said, I'll miss clowning with her. Most people don't know that Aretha could really cut up and joke and be a character. My wife and I were invited to a concert she did at Radio City Music Hall, and the four tops were on the bill with her. At the encore, when it came time for her to do a duet with Levi Stubbs from the tops, 
Aretha did a costume change and came out wearing a leotard, tutu, and ballet shoes. She Funny. was not teeny at this point, <laughs> right? but all of a sudden she took a leap into the air into Levi's arms. He couldn't catch her, and they both tumbled, and it was hysterical. And that's how everybody behaved off stage. but here they were being ridiculous on stage, and she was enjoying the hell out of it. Aretha only wanted attention when she had to get attention. Other than that, she was a mother. She wasn't all over the news when she was sick. She was a private about it, and mm-hmm. she would still book a show and go do it. She didn't give up or give out in her voice. You can hear the sadness. You could hear the things she carried around with her. The sadness is part of what made her great. I'm mm. celebrating. I'm not mourning because she's not sick. She's not hurting. She's not struggling. She's resting. And I know, I'll, I hope she tells the good Lord that I want the same thing when I meet her again. So it's That's sweet. really sweet. That visual of her in the tutu. Oh, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, so anyway, I just thought, oh, fine, yay. You know, thank you, Roger, from Showbiz 411. And then, um, you know, uh, lawmakers want to give her uh, posthumously the uh, Congressional Gold Medal. She got a Kennedy Center, but um, Kamala Harris and Orrin Hatch. Are, are gonna, the co-sponsors? Of oh, Democrat I like that. Yes, so, I like that. And you know, she—I know Donnie posted. Uh, um, Spike Lee put out a video for Black Klansmen to "Mary, Don't You Weep." Yes, and that was a song that she covered um, on an album. Uh, and it was cons- on her gospel album. Gospel album, which was yeah. the, by the way, the biggest selling, still the biggest selling gospel album ever. Ever the one Aretha yeah. did? Oh, I believe it. I believe it. So th- that's the highest civilian honor you can get the congressional so, gold medal okay. and the pre- presidential medal right. of freedom so so anyway so that is what yeah going. well that's way better i yeah, mean the last entertainer to get the congressional gold medal by the way was frank sinatra in 1997 Ooh, long time ago. Oh, really yeah so yeah let's wow. give it to aretha that'll all pass right. no problem all right listen we come back it's our story we can't get enough of thank you donnie let aretha take us out all right let's do it for hanging out with us on this Wednesday, the day before the fair. It is. Rain, rain, go away. It's Julia's birthday on Friday. We can't be having that. Come on now. I don't know that it's It's improved a little bit. I don't think it's going to rain. It it did, Donnie. Double check. Uh, It was yesterday like 80% chance of rain. they lie. Yeah, I know. They lie. They better lie. They lie. Okay, so ABC and People Magazine have joined together, and they're promoting the hell out of it. But there isn't really, you know, uh, if you're trying to watch network TV, you know, there's America's Got Talent. It's just kind of, you know, the the dog days of August. It is the dog days of summer, right. And um, tonight and tomorrow night is a two-part story that ABC produced with People Magazine, the royal story. And it's just, they're taking advantage of, you know, the... 
everything over Harry and Meghan, yeah. the crown, the mm-hmm. good feelings about yeah, Queen Elizabeth. I was kind of skeptical about it, but I have to say, after watching Jess Hagel from People Magazine sit down um, with uh, Good Morning America and talk about it, I was just like, okay, I'm totally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this. down for this yeah. because they got, they got, let's hear from... Uh, Yes. Oh, a new ABC documentary. It's called The Story of the Royals. It takes a closer look at how the family is adapting to life in the 21st century. Take a look. When I look at Meghan Markle, I think of her as a person who is atypical uh, to the princess story because she made herself. She built her own career, developed her own politics, and then became an active and passionate advocate for those beliefs. You know, so when a prince comes along, you know, that person's going to be enamored by this self-made, intelligent, articulate person. So, no, a prince didn't save her. I think that she might actually save him in the end. Love that statement right there. We are joined now by executive producer of The Story of the Royals and editor-in-chief of People, Jess Cagle. That's a statement from her former theater professor who says that Prince Harry didn't save her, she saved him. Do you agree? Um, I, well, I don't think that Prince Harry really needed saving. I think he's fine. <laughs> Nobody's worried. But it's a fair statement because the challenge of the royals has always been they need to stay relevant and they need right. the public to like them. You know, it's run like a corporation and they pay very close attention to uh, polls and approval ratings and all of that kind of thing. And no one in recent times has done more to endear the monarchy to the people than Meghan Markle. And so she's had a tremendous impact on the vitality of his family and the, and the vitality of things that he wants to do going forward. So there you go. And I agree with him, I don't would, you? I totally, totally, because William and Kate are busy raising their children. I mean, they've got three and children. And they have a whole different view feel. because he's going to be king right. and all of that. And here he is. Let's help the people. Yeah. He's, let's help the underdog. He's more relatable. He's totally yeah. more relatable. Yeah, yeah, he's more and relatable. And he was raised, I think, more relaxed because he is the spare. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got an air in a spare, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, let's uh, play the next one about Kate and Megan and their influence, I think, on the modern family. You talk about the women, but specifically the women who have married into the mm-hmm. royal family. We're talking Megan. We're talking Kate and, and Princess Diana. How much of a responsibility now is it on Megan and Kate to help modernize the royal family and kind of bring them into the 21st century? I think that they're sort of doing it naturally. Mm-hmm. I think that Kate Middleton is um, seems like a, a much more traditional wife to William. However, in all of the things that she's involved in, they're, they're very uh, emotionally driven charities, right? Meghan Markle, just by virtue of who she is, is um, modernizing the royal family. I think that the real responsibility is listening to those women in the way that they ultimately listened to Diana. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. 
be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. They didn't at first, but ultimately they learned a big lesson mm -hmm. from Princess Diana, who had this this um, talent for touching people. And I, I think that the, the royals before that had always been very dedicated to service. The queen's life is all about service. She has devoted herself Servitude. to service. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they understood the importance of having an emotional connection to the people. And in, in this special, uh, you know, you hear from everyone from the queen's cousin to Princess Margaret's lady-in-waiting to uh, Meghan Markle's theater professor about who these people are behind closed doors it's really fascinating it's the truth yeah it's so is the truth isn't it yeah i i like and i everything that she wears you know it sells out instantly right, and right. designers can or, or midstream and lower stream shops you know that make the knockoff fashions they they make it right immediately immediately yeah. it's it's really incredible i think she must be having so much fun i don't really believe all the stories about the adjustment that she's having that big of adjustment. I bet the biggest thing for her adjustment is not working anymore. Right. Going and acting. You right. Because even That's I remember true, yeah. when we started here at the radio, we both had such a, it was, it was a, it took us a few months to get used to not going to the coffee machine first thing in the morning and walking through and going and being with all well, and being with a, like a people. Right. I mean, it felt like I felt so lonely. Right. I remember at first I was working right before I was consulting at home okay so you'd had so some time had to get used to it all of a sudden time. I'm home and I'm just like geez right it's only me no I had some yeah. time to get used so to I it so I bet she misses that yeah, part I'm but sure now it's does. been enough time maybe she's but getting I think she used would miss I guess the, the regular thing, life the regular yes. life I would hate to always have to sit up straight but Julia now. when you're behind closed doors sure and, she doesn't I was have to do laundry. The, the food. Right. I mean, um, the someone packs for her and steams for her. I mean, the, the luxury of all of that, uh, to yeah. me, that'd be easy okay, to get Okay, I was to. thinking about her and Amal Clooney sitting at Lake Como, you know, last On week. chaise lounges drinking. And just drinking. After, like Kier Royales. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> just having a blast. I know. Okay, so here, uh, this is about, we're going to find out on this Royal Story airing on ABC Tonight and Tomorrow. Two parts, Julia. Oh, yeah. That's Gotta how in-depth it, it is. Uh -huh. um, are Megan the Queen as friendly as they appear? I love the dynamic between Megan and the Queen. Are they as tight as they appear to be? I think they are. I mean, I, you know, neither of them have, you know, gone out and done extensive interviews about their close relationship and what they, you know, what they do on a girl's night out. Uh -huh. But they, um, you can tell in, you can tell in photos that the Queen is very relaxed around her. She you know, the, the Queen is. doesn't laugh a lot. And it's very, very telling that she seems so relaxed. And I think that over the years, the Queen, who started out her reign in 1952, um, actually being criticized for being too cold and certainly suffered the same criticism after mm -hmm. Diana died, I think that she is, you know, she's gotten older and wiser and she really appreciates uh, what Meghan brings to the royal family. And remember, as Harry told us, the only corgis never to bark at a person is Megan is the uh, person. Yes, that's right. Remember? Oh, yeah. Sign. You're, in, dogs you're in like Flynn. You're in with yes. the queen if those dogs don't I bark love at it. you. Anyway, and of course, the Megan Markle's uh, estranged family still won't stop throwing Harry under the bus. We'll be back.
We'll be back with William Ken Kruger. All right, we're going to be back. 1071. Everything. She's a robo babe. In Latin, she would be called Babia Majora. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. Entertainment. Bummer. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's this? What's the latest? Trending online, the Big Bang Theory, the CBS sitcom, will end with season 12. And the show's executive producers promise a epic series finale. Donnie? I'll be there, bazinga, bazinga, all the way to the end. Oh, look at you. So loyal. Mm -hmm. Also trending online this afternoon, Gretchen Wilson, the Grammy-winning country star, was arrested at an airport in Connecticut yesterday. She was uh, booked with a $1,000 bond. Also trending online this afternoon, my three-word legacy, I have a hard time accepting, and also some Wednesday wisdom for you today. And also trending online this afternoon, would be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That show is still making new episodes over on FX. Season 13 is getting ready to go with its new trailer. That's what's turning here at my talk. All right. Your uh, forecast is brought to you by the YMCA. Another nice night. Clear skies. 59 tomorrow. Uh, let's call it partly cloudy with a high of 81. Right now, lovely. It is uh, 84 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Just another product of today. Rather be the hunter than the prey. And you're standing on the edge face up because you're a Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted. Uh, one of, uh, we consider him a friend of the show and a best-selling novelist. William Kent Kruger is joining us in the studio. Hello. Hello, it's good Hi. to be here. Thanks for having me. And we are very delighted with, is this your 17th Cork O'Connor novel? Oh, it is. It is, and it's called Desolation Mountain, and both Julie and I read it, and it was just, oh, damn it, so it was good. good. So good. So give people the setup of Desolation Mountain. All right. Um, a, a private charter plane carrying a, uh, a prominent Minnesota senator, crashes mysteriously into Desolation Mountain, which is on an isolated part of the Iron Lake Ojibwe Reservation. First responders are all Ojibwe men, and shortly after that crash, those first responders, who are also friends of Cork O'Connor, begin to disappear. Yeah, now this is kind of a different story. This is very much a thriller. It is is a thriller. So what Cork uh, discovers, Cork and his son Stephen, as they investigate, is, is that there is... An evil lurking in the great north woods that's far more powerful than they could ever have imagined. Yeah, and the twists, the twists oh. and turn, and I oh. and we were Lori and I were just talking before the show about what a lovely writer you are and your descriptions of your words. And I just the stars in the sky. I mean, you everything. really are like a great writer. That's uh, why I like talking to you too. You no, make me feel so good. You're, this book was so good, and I read it. People out there, because they know I'm a fifty fifty girl. Yeah, I read it, and my fingers are not crossed. I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved everything about it, and it was a great thriller. And one of the 
you really touched on some Minnesota things, I think. So here we have the plane flying up north yeah. with the senator and his family. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of Paul her Wellstone. Family. Yeah. yeah, her, her family. family. I know, yes. okay. <laughs> then I thought about the precious area between the Boundary Waters and up north and the fight over the new mining. Yeah. mining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in this book. Then I thought about the governor's name. His first name's Arnie, <laughs> but he doesn't have Carlson with yeah. it. I mean, so there's kind of all these fun minutes. It's great reading about where you're from, though. Uh-oh. You know... That's it's fun kinda, writing about where you yeah, are. Yeah, we Cork O'Connor has really become as beloved as uh, Lucas Davenport or you know any of these other characters where people have. I mean, you've been able to mine and keep coming up with fresh stories, and I don't know if that's hard for you or easy or how does the story come to you? Well, here's how it works. If if when you are when you sign a contract with a large New York publishing house, uh, typically it's going to be a multiple book contract. So they're okay. going to be two, three, sometimes even four books. We haven't experienced that no, we yet. Have not. <laughs> <laughs> so good to know. Note to self: you have to produce more than one. Yeah. So when I'm at work on my current project, I always know I'm going to have a contractual obligation after this one. So I try at some point, if I haven't already, to open myself to the seed of the the idea for the next story. And, uh, and those, that seed comes from everywhere. It comes from places you would expect, places you would never expect. Uh, my own experiences, stories other people have told me about their lives, the newspaper. In this one, you could see the, mm-hmm. uh, the influence of the newspaper yeah. stories in this one. Um, so, the, you know, I've never, I have never wanted for ideas. Yeah. For me, always the question is, am I going to have enough time in my life to write all the, all stories. Of the stories I would Serious. love to write? Well, we are, I mean, one of the characters that's also, you know, because it is a reoccurring cast of characters, but Henry Malou, yeah. am I saying mm-hmm. his name you right? Are, Malou? You are, mm-hmm. um, The old Mide yeah. Indian. Is that yeah. how you say it? Mide? Yeah. Okay. Um, who's like you know, 98 years old or what? I, I, I don't want you to have to kill no. him off and I just can feel it coming. <laughs> well, he's 105. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, he is, he is but, but he the wisdom. really is like a great character that you you write about. In so many ways, he's the heart and soul of mm-hmm. every story. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though Cork O'Connor is the protagonist, mm-hmm. Henry Malou is the moral compass for everybody. Yeah. He is, and just how he just with this soothing words can calm everything down and just it makes you think of things so differently because this is a thriller it's fast paced and then you're Mm -hmm. with Henry and you're like well we need to sweat first you know (laughs) we need to build the fire first and you're like yep all right slow down down. enjoy this do you have you know I'm sure we've asked you this before but Native American um, heritage or how did you start writing you know to know really what an yeah, a, the Jibway people, Jibway and people would think and sure, feel. And the, that's a that's a very common question. I have no native blood in me whatsoever. Um, and uh, more than twenty years ago, when I made the decision to include the Ojibwe as an element of the stories that I was going to write, I knew absolutely nothing. I knew about as much about the Ojibwe as most white people do, which mm-hmm. really is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, but I was a cultural anthropology major in college, so the idea of, of learning about this other culture was exciting to me. So I began, in a very academic way, I began by reading, mm-hmm. but in the course of all my research, I began to uh, form relationships within the Ojibwe community, and those relationships eventually became friendships. And so now I rely um, a, a good deal on uh, the trust that's been been given me as a gift um, for the perceptions that I need in order to make it feel, to, to make it feel right, be right, and be respectful. Yeah. And and you, f- 
you feel that. I mean, is even though bouzou? I don't know. Is that how you say yeah. that word? Bouzou. Bouzou. It is. Yeah. Very French sounding, all the Ojibwe. Is that... Well, there's a lot of the, of course, French the influences Canadian. of voyageurs, yeah. The, voyageurs mm-hmm. yeah, the French Canadians in uh, in the Ojibwe culture, of course. Okay. Yeah. But that comes, well, there's, there's I have heard many explanations for uh, Bouzou. Uh, the one that seems to Means me hello. most credible, I know. Yeah, right, thank most you. credible is it, it is a shortened version of Bonjour. the Bouzou, oh. uh, the trickster spirit. Um, but at any rate. Okay. It's, okay. Or Bonjou. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Bonjour. Exactly. I know. Very so close. the book is Desolation Mountain. And you're in the middle of the book tour, just starting the book tour. Just, so where are you going to be? You're going to oh, be. I, I, I clipped it out of <laughs> You got reviewed in the Star Tribune this week. So you want me to? Yeah, what did I know you go it ahead? off the top yeah. of my head. So um, is the was the launch party last night last at night? Once Upon a Crime? Very good. Oh, it was fun. I bet it was, and you you have so many fans tomorrow at Barnes and Noble at the that's Harmer. Tonight, oh, that's tonight. Oh, that's because okay. today's the twenty second. Then the twenty third, you're going to be at Chuckers Bowl <laughs> Chuckers and Bowl. Lounge in Rush City. <laughs> but that's nice. along with Scott and Morgan Books, a great bookstore up in uh, I love it Cambridge. And then you'll be August twenty fourth at Lake Country Booksellers in Wiper Lake, and then August twenty eighth at Common Good Books. In yeah, but then I'm going to be back. I, I leave, then I come back, and I still have a number of. Where do uh, people go? Should we go to your website? My website. I've okay. got it all on my website. William, I've got about uh, forty or fifty events wow. scheduled for this one. WilliamKentKruger.com. So here's something that we have in common, William Saint Clair Broiler. Yeah, because that's where you wrote your first how many books. Uh, probably my first 10 or 12. Yeah. And now it's closed. Yeah. There went Wasn't a piece that, of my heart. Didn't that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was a waitress there. Is something there. Uh, opening there? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. It's I, emptying at the it's moment. It's empty. I drove by there. Yeah. Yeah. But cause that's where you wrote and now you've switched it up and you write at, you probably don't want to tell people. <laughs> I write at a couple of coffee shops yeah. in the Como Park area. Right. Yeah. And why the coffee shop? Why the public spot? It's like an- well, um, I began that whole process when I was living just a couple of blocks from the broiler and I was working a, a full-time job. And so I, I pitched the idea to my wife. Uh, if you'll let me go down to the broiler, which opened at six o'clock and right before I go to work, I swear to God, when I come home at the end of the day, I'll be the best husband, the best <laughs> father you can imagine. Well, she bought it. Yes. And, uh, and so there I was every morning with my notebook and my pen in hand to write. So my writing process became so connected to sitting in a coffee shop, mm-hmm. a noisy coffee shop. I can't write anywhere else. Now. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of your office environment it's, exactly. just to get away from home exactly. and you don't have all this. Really? And does daydreaming once in a while and looking at uh, people and doing people watching help you? Oh, well, all the time. <laughs> I, I know because uh, like many writers I know, I read my work out loud, but very quietly to myself. And I'm sure there are people that are going by me watching my lips move and they must think I'm absolutely nuts. Just talking in or they just think you're one of those people who moves. I, Julia's I do that. I do that. <laughs> and I even move my mouth when other people talk. Yes. If I need to help them with what's coming out. You used to be really bad. Now to you're be better. The guests so would come bad. in and Julia would be like... Because I would want them, you know, if yeah, they didn't yeah, have words, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, here's the word. Here's the <laughs> Why? No, do you... So do you have... Um, so you get to enjoy this for how long? Desolation Mountain. 
Uh, I'm not Desolation. sure what you mean. Desolation Desol- Mountain. I'm not sure what you mean by How that. How long do you start, start writing, writing your next book? F- because you have a multiple contract book contract. Oh, yeah. You know, well, this actually finishes my contract in the Cork O'Connor novels, but I'm working on revisions now. To, you had me uh, yes, here when I talked about Ordinary yes. Grace. Oh, we love yes. that book. I yes. am working on the revisions to the companion novel to Ordinary Grace, which will be out this time next year instead of a Cork O'Connor novel. Okay. Will you go back to Cork then? Yeah, uh, I have two more Cork O'Connor novels in mind. Okay. You do. What fun. Now, have, have you guys, you know, so many books we're seeing, written by men and women, I guess we've seen a lot of female novelists get made into TV shows. Have you been approached by Hollywood? <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I've been dealing off and on with Hollywood for the last 20 years. Really? Yeah. Because so you, we come that, that close. close. Right. <laughs> is the hang-up that Cork O'Connor, uh, because I think of what Amazon has done with uh, Harry Bosch, which is Michael Connolly. And right. that's A&E inc- did with Longmire. Craig Longmire, right. yeah. And both both great shows. And um, But I think I read a review with Michael Connolly how long it took for the Bosch oh, thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. And he's been writing that character for what? 30 years, 25 years? Well, I think he published his first one uh, maybe around 1990. Okay, so yeah, so a long time. But that show is just like in its third season. But I wonder if for Cork, Cork, I mean, they could film it in Canada. It can't we be. could film it in Minnesota. Well, I know, but yeah. they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. I know. They'll go to Canada. Yeah, they could. Because it's the cheaper. It's Production's cheaper. Right, cheaper right, there. Right. Yeah. So, anything happening right now? Or is, is Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, all, <gasps> something is always happening. Thank right you, now, uh, the last I heard, um, Dennis Quaid was looking at it with an eye to. <gasps> oh, damn it. That would be so bad. Well, he's, he's a little long in the tooth for Cork O'Connor. Yeah, but, he right. is, I suppose. But what the hell? I love him as an I actor. I do, too. Uh, and uh, Ordinary Grace is being shopped around as a film project, and we've had a lot of producers indicate interest in that, but God only knows if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. I never hold my breath anymore. Right. Right, because it's just such a, they can they can book it, or they can take the option, and it never happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All of that. Absolutely. Well, it is wonderful to see you. The book is Desolation Mountain. It is, uh, we're celebrating 20 years of Quirk O'Connor. This is your 17th novel. And if you haven't read uh, William's, uh, best-selling novel, Ordinary Grace. We highly recommend mm-hmm. that book, too. It's just uh, wonderful, and you're just a great storyteller, and we love your plotting, too, well, that you do in your It's so books. good, and thank you for coming in. Yeah. Oh, I so appreciate you having me. This is always fun. Yeah, and we'll see you next spring, then, for the companion for Ordinary Grace. Very good. All, All right. right, sounds good. Uh, William Kent Kruger, we've got a couple copies of the book to give away, 651-641-1071, and um, we will be right back with the Chef's Surprise. 
look at, she look like she nasty. She look at, she look at, she look like she classy. Look at, she look at, she look at her dancing. Look at her, she look at, I took her to the mansion. You stick out of the crowd, baby, it's a no brainer. It ain't the hard it shoes. Him and me be for real, baby, it's a no brainer. You got your mind on loose. Go hard and watch the sun rise. One night it change your whole life. Up top, drop top, baby, it's a no brainer. Put them up. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we are saying goodbye to William Kent Kruger. We always have so much to say to him, Donnie. I, I love would he, love to see the Cork O'Connor yes. come to a TV you know, series. As, as soon as he said Longmire, which was one of my favorites, yes. and it's still the guy still writes those, I yeah. thought, this would be perfect. Well, I thought of it when I saw Bosch, and yes. I was a fan of oh. uh, yeah, that, too, that yeah. show on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why isn't the Cork O'Connor a TV series? Know, be a good one. Because you have such so a much material. Yeah. Such and a such good vividly book. written characters. Oh. And then we could get some uh, Native Americans working in, yes, we uh, could. in Hollywood because yes, we could. of all the. But anyway, he's just got great plots. This one was so, so good. good. I know. Ripped from the headlines. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so are you excited about Kristen Bell coming back? I don't know if Veronica Mars was one of your shows. It of was, course it was. Yeah, it was yes. both of our shows. Yes. We watched it. Um, Me too. Um, and you watched it, too. The, oh, yeah. the series first aired on UPN. Remember when we loved yes. UPN? And, and then it's CW. CW. In 2004, and then it was uh, canceled in 2007 after three seasons. We had the GoFundMe uh, for the Veronica Mars movie. movie. I never saw the movie. Oh, you didn't? No. Nope. Oh, it was good. And so creator Rob Thomas is on board. Kristen Bell will return. Um, we don't know if she's going to be as the star. Well, of course she has to be. But well, they don't know. Because she's got that other TV, Seventh Heaven, or what's the thing she does with Ted Danson? Oh, the, the Good Place. The Good, good Place. place. Yeah. yeah, she's busy. Anyway, it was they're they've got it. They're talking about it. It would be on Hulu, and it is absolutely Entertainment Weekly said it is set to return. So I like that return. I do. too. I loved that show. Didn't the dad die? Her, well, her dad was removed played, as the county sheriff right? in the fictional town of Neptune. Neptune, Southern California. And in I the movie, like her cute boyfriend, oh, who we loved so, so much, cute. came back, but we've never really seen him in anything. No, anyway, we haven't. Veronica Mars fans are very excited, and um, she played, the show played her as a high school student, and then going into college, she became an... A very successful amateur sleuth. Yes, Just think of a modern day Dan- Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Right. Her best friend was murdered. And um, then in the movie, uh, she helps her ex-boyfriend, the one we had such a crush on, who's been accused of murdering his girlfriend. Right. So, yeah, we'd be excited about that. Um, coming to FX, um, like September 4th, right after Labor Day, is... Um, the prequel to Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Mayans MC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who we're going to see. I know we're going to see one appearance from Katie Seagal. Yes, in a flashback. In a flashback, yeah. but we will not see Charlie Hunnam's beautiful face no. as Jax. No. That is no, very, he does not. At the premiere, his movie premiered Papillon. On Monday night, and? it opens on Friday. Didn't we say it opens? Yeah. On Friday? Okay, we've heard nothing like, no, about not this. 
I know, Julia. And so... Does uh, this make us worry that it's going to be like King Arthur again? (laughs) We're worried about it, but uh, maybe, Donnie, you can look up Happy On and see what Rotten Tomatoes said. Okay. But he told Entertainment Weekly at the red carpet that he does not plan on channeling Jax Teller again. He said that I had the deepest experience of my career coming out of that. I'd become that character. Seven years. I had become so deeply integrated who I was. I literally didn't realize in the day we wrapped and we put him to rest. And I went through three weeks of real bereavement. You know, it's kind of interesting because he said this when he did the, um, when he went in and played that Brad Pitt, what was that movie that Brad Pitt directed him in? Oh, the Lost City of Z. Yes, yes. And he said, you know, he didn't talk to his girlfriend. He's very method. He's so method. Mm-hmm. So I can see where he would go so method playing Jack Teller that he <laughs> doesn't want to visit that again. 65% currently on oh, Rodden. How Tomatoes. many reviews are in? Uh, I will tell you in just one second. Uh, and Jason? 17. Oh, no, 26. 26 oh, that's, reviews. That's, that's not bad. And this Mm-mm. with Rami Malek and it's mm-hmm. the remake of the Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman. And old uh, movie where the the two convicts break off of the island in French Guiana. Guiana, mm-hmm. and uh, they both had to lose quite a bit of weight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for that. And yeah. then his next movie he filmed in Hawaii. In the shorts, yeah. Jason mm-hmm. Doring was the guy that we liked on Veronica Mars. Yes, and so love he that guy. has been recently in the originals, the TV series, and then in I Zombie. Oh, that's oh. right, that's right. So he's been okay. in stuff. He's been in stuff. He's been he's around. Stuck with the CW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he basically that. has. So anyway, we won't be seeing him in Mayans MC, but if you were a fan of Sons of Anarchy, that's September fourth on FX. If you're a fan of Animal Kingdom, hashtag Smurfs off. The finale was last night. Was it good? So good. I love that show. It's Judy over now, it. isn't it's it? O- well, no, there's one more season. Oh, is there? I'm going to watch the that show then. The third season was so good. They, I don't know, Ellen Barkin is great. The 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 men, the lol, the candy, the beautiful of the beautiful men. It takes place, you know, um, in Southern California and there's sex, drugs, rock, rock and roll. roll. It's just got everything. And Ellen Barkin is a badass. She she's, really is something, isn't she? I really, she's really, really good in it. But anyway, it was it was good, and I really he hate, liked it. I liked that show a lot. Oh, I had to. Last uh, night was my finale of golf. Oh, we're done for the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it gets it's too, well, too dark. I can't get there till six thirty, oh, and then it gets and too it's dark. dark by you know eight yeah. ten. You could push it maybe. We got in seven holes last night. Yeah, so I'm very sad. Yeah, when I was on a golf league, it was always like you know. Third week in August, you had to kind of, unless you could get out earlier. Well, of course, if you could yeah, get out but early. But if you're doing a, an, an, a late afternoon, early evening kind of a thing, no, boo, it ends. I was one with my pins last night, though. Really? I outdrove the girls on one. Um, nice. I was very Ooh. proud. It was so, geez, it's so Presswick I play at in winter. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's it this time of the year. On a golf course is majestic. It is because you get that get great. Start. Yeah, I know you get that oh. great. The sun and because I kind of like the fair out at, or the light at the fair yeah. on a nice day. You know, it's it can beautiful. really be beautiful. Mm-hmm. That six to eight o'clock, you're just like, ah, oh, look at the sparkly look sky. Look at this place. Uh, in Riverdale news, which of course you know, love that show so much too. Uh, I have six episodes still to watch. You know, should I dump it and no. watch Animal Kingdom? Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, no. <laughs> because oh. really? No, you gotta watch it. I mean, if you wanna wait and watch it when Riverdale comes back, you could watch those six episodes yeah. 
and then it would be fresher. Right. You know, sometimes you can do that. I don't know. Watch Gosh, Animal I got Kingdom. Behind. Yeah, I know. Well, Riverdale has, ca- has uh, cast Anthony Michael Hall to play the principal in a season three flashback. So... How funny that he's playing a principal now and he was a student in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, Breakfast Club. Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club and 16 Candles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And we last saw him in um, The Dead Zone and his 16 Candles co-star, Molly Ringwald, of course, plays Archie's mom. I love that. But she's not on very often. No, she so. isn't. Anyway, so that's that's the uh, TV news for you at this report. That was the chef's salad. Surprise that was in the case TV you were news. wondering.